It's your radio, the future of radio. Welcome to Cinema Caroline, a cinema of the mind. To best enjoy the show, find a quiet, comfy spot and plug in your headphones. Adjust the sound so you can hear clearly and without strain. Now, let the sounds project a movie on the inside of your mind. Enjoy. Welcome to Cinema Caroline, a cinema of the mind. Consider the audio drama, the radio play. You are told the story. Your senses are engaged by words and sounds. But most of the story is in your own mind, your own creation. Every image is your own version of the story, your own coloration, your own style. A conspiracy of sorts exists between radio players and audience, to create as many plays as listeners. This episode of Cinema Caroline we explore some classic radio horror stories. We have two short radio plays from the famous Lights Out anthology series. The Dark tells of an unimaginable blackness that turns its victims inside out. The sound effect is chilling. They tell us this was done with a rubber surgical glove stripped off a wet hand. Listen to hear the sound when the horrors unfold in the dark. The next Lights Out episode is the classic Chicken Heart episode which contemplates the end of the world by way of Chicken Heart Cells Gone Wild. We follow this up with Bill Cusby's hilarious Chicken Heart comedy routine from his 1966 album Wonderfulness. Scattered around the episode are full-length signature themes and opening bits for Lights Out, Inner Sanctum, The Shadow, The Twilight Zone, The Outer Limits and Alfred Hitchcock Presents. We gently close our program with Angelo Badalamenti's full-length theme from Twin Peaks and Inya's version of the theme from The X-Files. Many spooky radio shows had highly recognizable themes and openings. Lights Out is only one of them. Let's listen to a very recognizable version of the Lights Out opening. Arch Oblers. Lights Out Everybody. This is Arch Obler bringing you another in our series of stories of the unusual. And once again, we caution you, these Lights Out stories are definitely not for the timid soul. So we tell you calmly and very sincerely, if you frighten easily, turn off your radio now. We have edited this opening onto our two Lights Out stories. Another anthology series was Inner Sanctum with its own signature tone and sounds. Oh, oh, there. 
there you are. I was afraid for a moment that you had forgotten our appointment. Why, you almost scared me to death. And that won't do after all the pains I've taken to scare you. You remember me, don't you? I'm your host on behalf of the makers of Carter's Pills. And you're to be my guest tonight in the mysterious circle of the inner sanctum. Come in, friends, won't you? Thank you. Uh, take that chair by the fire. Good. And you'll become accustomed to the dim light in a moment. Uh, 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 don't get too comfortable, because we'll have you out of that chair with thrills and chills, shivers and quivers. <laughs> You're on our side, aren't you? Uh, you'd better be. But don't worry. Instead of the arch-criminals haunting us, we're going to haunt them. We're going to scare the daylights out of them. Yes. Welcome, then, friends. Welcome to the mysterious circle of the inner sanctum. And then there was the shadow. A man who knew how to cloud the minds of others. Let's hear his warning to evildoers. And now let's listen to one of our feature stories, The Dark. This is an early episode of Lights Out and is around seven minutes long. Sit down in a comfy chair, turn down the lights, close your eyes, and enjoy. Arch Oblers, Lights Out Everybody. This is Arch Obler bringing you another in our series of stories of the unusual. And once again, we caution you. These lights-out stories are definitely not for the timid soul. So we tell you calmly and very sincerely, if you frighten easily, turn off your radio now. Oh, yes, yes, of course. So why the siren? The only traffic out here is on horseback. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you can say that again, Doc. It's from nothing to nowhere. Okay, let's go. Yeah, right with you, Doc. Right with you. Said somebody was hurt? That's what the switchboard said. What a dump. Huh. Don't seem to be a bell. Oh, there must be. There's a light in there. Try the door. Hmm. Yeah? It's open. Well, let's go. All right. 
Hello in there. Hello. This is another false alarm. Anybody here? I'm a doctor. <laughs> hey, look. In the corner. <laughs> this I gotta see. <laughs> Lady, I'm a doctor from General Hospital. Now, what's the matter? <laughs> she is screwy, all right, ain't she? Frightened. <laughs> no, Doc, wait. Where are you going? Can't get it open. What do you want to go in there for? Can't get this open. Okay. Whoever is hurt must be in there. Blasted dog. Come on, we'll break it down. <laughs> but the woman. Forget the woman. Come on, put your shoulder to it. Oh, it's dark. Uh, Can't see a thing. Go on back in the other room and get that kerosene lamp. <laughs> Doc, the lamp. Okay. Hold it high. Yeah? <gasps> what? Oh, mother in heaven. Uh, on the floor. What is it? It's a man. Oh, no. It can't be. Yes, I tell you, yes, it's a man. A man. And he's been turned... Inside out. <laughs> Inside out? Yes. See for yourself. It's a man. But the skin is the inside. The raw flesh is the outside. A man turned inside out. Like you turn a glove inside. <laughs> it's alive. It's alive. I see it, I see. It's trying to get up. No, no. It's trying to get up, I tell you. It's trying to move. Sam, hold that light high. Watch. Look at it rolling over. Stop trying, it, trying Sam. to get up. Stop that. Look, trying to get up on its knees. Doc, make it stop. Kill it. Do something. Sam, stop. Man can't live inside Sam, stop. out. Stop. I stop. Hysterical old woman, it's what you are. Now you stand there and shut up. Look, there's another door. Yeah. Open. The answer might be in there. Doc, don't we? The lantern. Gotta... Bring it. Gee, Doc, why can't we just go? Hold it high. Doc, what? Don't move. There's, there's no floor in there. I, I don't see nothing. Nothing but dark. Well, look. That dark sort of spills over on the edges. Huh? Well, look, I tell you. It's a deeper dark than dark. Something moving in there. Doc, close the door. No, no, wait. Then I'll close it. Oh, you fool, open that door. I've got to see what... She's coming in here. Come on, Doc. Let's get out of here. No, Sam, I'm going to find out what this is all about. All my life, things have been what they've been. I'm going to know all about this. Please, Doc, please, let's get out of here. Woman, if you know anything, tell me. What was it we saw back of that door where the floor should have been? Do you know? <laughs> she, she's going to the door. She's going to open it. Yes. Oh, Doc, will you listen to me? Let's get out of no, here. No, now wait. She's just standing there, looking in at the dark. Yeah. <laughs> Doc, what's that coming up out of the hole in the floor? The dark. It's like... Like black smoke. Listen to it. It's reaching up. 
to her. Yes. What is it? Smoke? Black? What? Crawling up around her. <laughs> it's covering her. No. Inside out. It, it turned her inside out. Sam. Sam, get up. Sam, open your eyes. The shadows are crawling along the floor toward us. Come on, Sam. Come on. You're... Sam, you're... Oh, you're too heavy. I can't lift you. Sam, you've got to hear me. The shadows are crawling toward me along the floor. I can't leave you. You saw what they did to her. Look at her. Inside out. A woman inside out. Oh, Sam. I'll drag you out of here. Oh, you're so heavy. They're coming faster and faster. Like long black fingers. Yeah, my legs. What? Go of me. Sam, I can't help you to holding me back. The black. It's covering you. Sam! Uh, no. No, you. You think whatever you want, get off me. Stop covering me. I've got to get out of here. I've got to tell them all about you. I've got to tell everyone there's something like you loose in the world. Got to warn everybody. Get off me. Covering me over. My head. Uh, my face. My face. My mouth. Okay. That was The Dark, one of the Lights Out anthology radio shows. Pretty gory sound effect, eh? and created so simply. A wet rubber glove stripped off near the mic. Imagine being turned inside out by a darker than dark darkness that was irresistible. Think of that horrid rubbery pop when the victims are turned inside out. Isn't that more horrifying as an imagined fate? There are a hundred, or a thousand, or a million, ways to imagine it. Not so with the video form of horror. Only one image is present, one imagined version. Soon we move on to our next Lights Out feature, The Chicken Heart. But first you may need to know a little to understand what you are going to hear. Let's listen to what our sound effects department has to teach us. Audio plays rely upon sound effects. Words, music, and sounds all serve the storyteller. The thing is, though, the listener must recognize the sounds. The rotary telephone is one sound effect that may be lost on modern cell phone users. Here is a sample of the sound a rotary phone makes when it is dialed. We are using the live phone number for its your radio. 646-583-1497 Dialed on a rotary phone. Listen to it now. 
It's your radio. Six, four, six, five, eight, three, one, four, nine, seven. Sheesh. Damn it. Well, now that we know what a rotary phone sounds like, let's tune into Lights Out and find out about the chicken heart that threatens doom. Arch Oblers, lights out, everybody. It is later than you think. This is Arch Obler bringing you another in our series of stories of the unusual. And once again, we caution you. These Lights Out stories are definitely not for the timid soul. So we tell you calmly and very sincerely, if you frighten easily, turn off your radio now. some time ago in an eastern scientific institution they kept a piece of heart alive for weeks on end well I got to thinking what if that heart began to grow and grow and grow and grow hello Hello, operator. Give me Mr. Regan, fast. Hello, Mr. Regan, this is Lewis. Listen, get me a rewrite, man. The thing's still growing. No, chief, I tell you the truth. The corridor's choked with living, crawling flesh. No, 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 I'm not drunk. I'm telling you the truth. That little piece of flesh has grown until now. It's jamming that building. All inside the space of an hour. You've got to believe me. It's the greatest news story of the generation, and here you argue with me. I tell you, it's the truth. You've got to believe me. You must me. believe me. I tell you, the only hope is to burn the building to the ground at once. Now, wait a minute, Doc. Wait a minute. Take it easy. I tell you, burn it to the ground. Burn. And I tell you, take it easy. I sent in a call. Oh, don't you understand? For some reason, I cannot even imagine. This tissue is doubling in size every hour. Do you know what that means? In another hour, it will be twice the size it is now. And long before that... It will break open the building with the loss of its pressure. And then it will be free in the street. Do you hear me? Free in the street. And then those, those tentacles of protoplasm stretching out to feed on anything they can reach. What's happening? The gate. See the walls. Cracking. I want you. I want you. Is free. 
order, please, gentlemen. Please, quiet, quiet, please, please. Please, now, as mayor, no one realizes more than I do the necessity of immediate action in curbing this unspeakable, unbelievable emergency. And I assure you that I... I cut the speeches, Mac. That blasted thing is spreading like a forest fire. Call the governor. Get the National Guard out. Now, wait, 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 please, wait. Here is Dr. Alberts of the Research Institute. Let him speak. Step up here, doctor. Do something. Let's see what he says. Gentlemen... It was in my institute this horror began. And if you give me a chance, perhaps I can stop it. What is it, Doctor? Tell us first what that monster really is. Yes. Yes, I will tell you. That great, ever-growing mass of flesh, it is, or it was, a chicken heart. Chicken heart? Are you crazy, man? Yes, yes, chicken heart, I tell you. Chicken heart. Listen to me, you fools. Listen, listen. I tell you, that mass of flesh was a chicken heart, the tissue of which, for some reason, is undergoing constant, rapid, accelerating growth. With every passing hour, its growth is doubling. Do you know what that means? If it is now one block in size, within 30 hours, that cannibal flesh will have increased in size to one square block to the 30th power. In 30 hours, every inch of this whole city will be crushed under that moving flesh. Within 60 hours, it will have covered the entire state. Within two weeks, the entire United States. You ask for the National Guard. I say, call out the entire army. Blast this thing off the earth. Ready, Chief? Pumpers are ready. All hoses coupled up. We'll flood that thing with water from all angles. All right, here's the signal. Open them up. Full blast. Chief, look out. That flash, it's reaching out. Get back, everybody. Everybody, back. The fools, what good is water? I told them. The only hope is artillery. Bombs. All National Guardsmen, report to your armories. All National Guardsmen, report to your armories. General mobilization. Battery in position, sir. Commence firing on the hour. Yes, sir. Ten. Five. Five. Zero. Commence firing. Fire. Useless. It has grown too large, and it grows too quickly. The flesh is already engulfing the guns. They came too late. You all right now, Dr. Alberts? Yes. Yes, I'm all right, Mr. Lewis. I'm all right. Well, I sure am glad I located you. I stalled as long as I could, another ten minutes, and we couldn't have taken off. That blasted protoplasm, or whatever it is, was sucking at the wheels by the time we left the ground. Yes, as I saw. 5,000 feet. Well, we'll cruise around up here for a few minutes and then head west. It will do no good. You can't mean it. It it must stop growing sometime. It must. Look at it down there. The gray blankets of evil covering everything. See how the roads are black with men and women and their children running for their lives. See how the protoplasmic gray reaches out and engulfs them. See Stop it! Stop talking like that. We'll get away. The government, they'll send bombing planes, poison gas. Oh, hold. Listen to me, Lewis. 
You remember only a handful of days ago, you asked me my prophecy of the end of the earth. You remember my answer. Oh, such a scholarly prophecy. Cessation of earth rotation. Mighty-sounding astronomical theories. But now, this is reality, Lewis. The end has come for humanity. Not in the red of atomic fusion. Not in the glory of interstellar combustion. Not in the peace of white, cold silence. But with that, that creeping, grasping flesh below us. <laughs> it is a joke, eh, hey, Lewis? A great no. joke. The joke of the I... cosmos. The end no. of mankind. Why? Because of the chicken's heart. No. No, we won't die. I can't die. I'll find a safe landing somewhere. I'll find a place. The motor, it's cut out. We're in a spin. I can't get out of it. I told you. Doomed. No. No. All mankind. Doomed. No. We're falling right into it. Into the heart. And so we come to the end of our second Lights Out radio play, uncertain if we are to meet our doom inside out or right side out. A doom delivered by either darkness or the pulsating beat of a chicken heart's cells oozing over the whole planet. The Dark was first broadcast December 29, 1937. The chicken heart was heard on February 23, 1938. These kinds of spooky shows inspired fear in many a listener not the least being kids. Monsters and doom and nature gone awry have fueled the nighttime fears of youngsters for as long as kids have been sleeping. Or trying to. Bill Cosby's album Wonderfulness included a routine inspired by his childhood fear of radio show monsters. Chicken Heart invokes the aura of the radio show era with a wild and hilarious tale many of us can smile at. We can think of our own fears. The concerns about lurking creatures of the night, just outside the range of vision, ready to pounce from the darkness. And now Bill Cosby tells us his version of the tale of the chicken heart. I'm seven years old, standing up in my crib. I kept falling out of the crib, I really, you know, I mean, they gave me a bed, but I kept falling out of it. And uh, I'm staying up there. My parents are going out, see. And they're just walking back and forth. We live in an apartment uh, building. There's only one bathroom. And there's my bedroom and my parents' bedroom. And they have to pass by my bedroom in order to get to the bathroom. And if the door's open, I can see them. And I know they're going out because they keep bumping into each other, you know. <laughs> boom, dang, boom, get out of the way. Boom, where's my sock? I don't wear them. You know, so uh, this is before babysitters, when parents did not believe in babysitters at all. You know, the philosophy was, what? Let some stranger look after my kid? I'd just as soon leave him home by himself. <laughs> so uh, I'm staying up here. I got my sleepers on. I wore sleepers till I was 12. I love sleepers because I used to put mashed potatoes in the bottom of my sleepers and make my mother feel them. Mom, Phil's a dead rat. She'd faint. 
My mom would faint for anything, man. I used to get hit in the head with a rock and cover up the blood. She couldn't stand blood for nothing, man. I'd go home, stand right behind her. She's cooking. Mom, look, blood. <laughs> She'd faint. So I'm standing up in the crib and they both come up, you know. And now the whole thing to them is that they have to scare me to make me stay in the bed, see. They tell you some kind of a lie. That's what the parents used to do. There's a green monster out the door. If you get out of that bed, they'll, he'll eat you right up, you know. So, I'm a con man. I really am. I'm a, I'm, I'm a good con man. Boy, I never went to school if I didn't want to. My whole thing was so beautiful. My mother used to come in, boom, open the door, and, uh, and I'd be in the bed, you know. And she'd say, Aren't you going to school? And I say, Mother, is that you? <laughs> Just bring your face here so I can, I can touch it before I leave. You know, never went to school one day. And always got out at 3.30 to play. Used to go up to her, 3.30. A miracle happened! I'm well! You're not well, get back in the bed. Honest to goodness, Mom! A little angel came right up on my bed, hit me with a wand, praying, said, go out and play. And she had to believe the angel. I knew that. So anyway, I'm standing in my crib. And I said, now, don't get out of the, the, the crib, please. See, my, my father, I love my father's uh, approach. It was basic. Stay in the bed. That's all. You know, stay in the bed, see? I knew how to answer him. I will. And it was, that was it. You know, he'd go, and then I'd jump out of the crib, you know. <laughs> Papa's beautiful, but mothers, they give you a half hour. Stay in the crib because your life is important to this and that. Oh, yes, I've heard that before. <laughs> but my old man would just come up, stay in the bed. Right, Dad. And he'd leave. He said his piece, you know. <laughs> so now my mother comes in. I don't get out of the crib. Yes, mother, I'm tired anyway. I, I'm going to sleep. The Sandman's beating me to death, and I'm so tired. Pardon me for not seeing you to the door, but I'm just tired. I'm telling you right now, don't get out of that crib. Now, the last time you got out of the crib, you went in and listened to that, that radio and heard that awful Lights Out program, and it scared you so bad that you smeared jello all over the kitchen floor to make the monster slip if he came at you. And your father went into the kitchen to get a drink of water, slipped and hurt himself. <laughs> now to make sure you don't, you don't get out of this crib, we've placed over a hundred black poisonous snakes around your crib. <laughs> and if you so much as put a toe out there, they're gonna bite you, you're gonna swell up and be dead until morning. <laughs> I don't see no snakes, they're invisible. <laughs> and she left, boom. Boy, I'm telling you right now, I'm so sick of this place, I'm gonna run away from home. She's always putting black snakes. Snakes! You get out of here! This is not your room, this is my room, and you just get out of here! I don't care who sent you in here, this is my room. I didn't ask you to come in here, nasty snakes! Snakes, do you hear me talking to you? Huh? Snakes, I gotta go to the bathroom. <laughs> Come on, have a heart on a guy, will you? 
Are you out there? Listen, snakes, now, now don't you bite. Don't you bite me. I'm going to put, put my toe out there. Don't bite it. Just give it a little snaky lick. Come on. Okay, listen, you can bite it just a little bit, but, but don't put none of your juice in it. Nothing. Well, go ahead, I bet you're not even about to go and bite it, suckers! Yeah, I know you wasn't out there. Lie to me, boy. I'm going to listen to the radio. We had a Philco radio. It was about six feet tall. Had 287 knobs on it, of which only two worked. Off on volume and the station selector. The extra knobs were if you'd lose one, you could replace them right away. You don't have to go to the store. And I love to get scared to death. Anything that has scared me to death, I loved it. I loved Frankenstein, a wolfman, and a mummy so much. I used to sit right up front. And then they would come at me and I would squish myself under, into the orchestra pit. I hid all over the place. I'm telling you. I had pictures of them all over my house. Never looked at them. Was scared of them. And there were three programs that were scary. One was suspense. That wasn't too scary. That was suspenseful. Then there was Inner, uh, Inner Sanctum, where the guy played the organ. And then he would come in, good evening, and he was so happy to scare you to death. And he opened that door, and then he told you a weird story about his uncle Harry who had lost his hip bone or something like that. Oh, man. But what really scared me was when he closed the door. At the end, of, I knew somebody was in the house then. And I started smearing that jello. No monster gonna get near me with that jello on the floor. I've tripped up many a monster with that jello on the floor. Yes, sirree, Bob. And now, I got my radio, I turn it on. You gotta wait, maybe, maybe eight days. It'll heat up, you know, eight days. But you get up, and then I ah, there's good news. Good evening. That's the guy. Go ahead, scare me to death. I'm ready. I'm ready. Scare me, man. Come on now. And welcome to lights. I was dumb enough to do whatever the guy said to do on the radio. Turn your lights out. Yeah, yeah, all right, yeah. They're out, they're out. Go on, scare me to death, I'm ready. Tonight's episode is about a chicken heart. A chicken heart that ate up New York City. Yeah, go chicken heart, go. Go get them, eat them up, chicken heart. Scare me to death, I'm, re I'm ready, I'm ready. chicken heart was kept alive in a laboratory in a vat. Special solution. Half blood, half sodium salicylate. One day, 
jealous janitor. Knock the vat over. He went to get a rag to clean it up. The chicken heart grew. Six foot five inches. And in search of human blood. The janitor came back, opened the door. The heart ate him up. What? Go get him, chicken heart. Go get him. Go get him. moved out into the hallway, rang for the elevator, fourth floor, ah! go get him chicken heart, go get him, you will, moved out into the street, ate up all the cabs, the Empire State Building, Ate up the Jersey Turnpike. It's in your home state. It's outside of your door. And it's going to eat you up. Oh, I got my jello star smearing it all over the floor. Get out of here, chicken heart! anybody that passed by our house my father whether he knew him or not would call him in hey come here I want to show you my dumb kid <laughs> go on tell him how you burn up a hundred dollar sofa and broke your father's arm to save us from that And that brings Bill Cosby's Chicken Heart routine to a close. The routine was featured on his album Wonderfulness. The imagination is what powers these tales. Tales told with sound and with all the details filled in by the listener. Eventually radio shows were overtaken by television. But they were shows of the same sort. Anthology shows with a spooky subtext. These classics have title themes that we immediately recognize. Let's listen to the title themes for Alfred Hitchcock Presents, The Twilight Zone and The Outer Limits. Do you know which is which? Following. We will listen to the long version of the Twin Peaks theme. Then we close out Cinema Caroline with a beautiful full version of the X-Files theme by Enya. <laughs> Thank you. 
You unlock this door with the key of imagination. Beyond it is another dimension. A dimension of sound. A dimension of sight. A dimension of mind. You're moving into a land of both shadow and substance, of things and ideas. You've just crossed over into the Twilight Zone. There is nothing wrong with your television set. Do not attempt to adjust the picture. We are controlling transmission. We will control the horizontal. We will control the vertical. We can change the focus to a soft blur or sharpen it to crystal clarity. For the next hour, sit quietly and we will control all that you see and hear. You are about to participate in a great adventure. You are about to experience the awe and mystery which reaches from the inner mind to the outer limits.
Kleckermäuse um Haus oder einem Mond. Thank you.
You have been listening to Cinema Caroline. Cinema of the Mind. You've just listened to an IYR original program. It's your radio, the future of radio.